The Jets were embarrassed Monday night, 33 to zip. Sam Donald was seeing ghosts while Jets fans were watching a nightmare unfold as the Patriots had their way with the Jets. Longtime New York Post football writer Mark Canazero joins us, and we will also talk to the greatest Jet ever, Broadway Joe Namath, next on the first episode of Gangs All Here. Welcome to the Gangs All Here podcast, the New York Jets podcast with the New York Post. I'm your host, Brian Costello, the Jets beat writer for the Post. We'll be bringing you new episodes twice a week, on Mondays, reacting to Sunday's game, and on Thursdays, previewing Sunday's game ahead. Make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be joined every week by current and former Jets players, along with media members and Jets celebrity fans, as we bring you the best New York Jets content out there. You can follow me on Twitter, at Brian Koz. All right, let's get the ball rolling. Well, it's a it's a tough morning for Jets fans and a, a good debut here for the for gangs all here. There's plenty to talk about after that 33-0 destruction at the hands of the Patriots. The game was over basically in the four, in the first quarter. Uh, you know, the Patriots go down and drive down the field, 16 plays, chew up half the first quarter, and uh, take the seven nothing lead. And then Sam Darnold throws his first of four interceptions on the second play of the Jets' possession. Uh, it was just an ugly, ugly game all around. And I think you know the biggest thing that coming out of this game is Sam Darnold. Um, and this is the roller coaster you live when you have a young quarterback. Last week, he was great against the Cowboys, 338 yards. He only had that one mistake, that one interception, but it looked like, okay, the Jets have their quarterback. And now this week he comes out and he has a 3.6 quarterback rating, four interceptions, only 86 yards passing. That's his career low. Uh, you know, it, it, it makes you question whether what he can do, but I think you have to take the long view here with this if you're a Jets fan and say you saw what he could do last week against the Cowboys. He has that in him. This was one game against a great defense, and I don't think you can give up on Sam Darnold this morning. I already had a text from Joe Beningo this morning saying, uh, go get Tua. I I don't think the Jets need to do that. I think Sam Darnold is the long-term answer here still, but this was a rough, rough game, and many quarterbacks have had them. I think what you have to remember with Darnold, this was his 16th game. So he's now played one full season and he is 22 years old. He's still learning. Uh, And like I said before, the Patriots defense is just ridiculous. So I don't think you you can overblow this game and say, Oh my gosh, Darnold is Darnold is no good. We're, we're we're done. We got to move on. That's just crazy talk, but it's going to happen today. I know Um, that's the way it is. That's the way it is with the jets. That's the way it is for jets fans. They're constantly looking over their shoulder and worrying about the quarterback. And, you know, he, he gave you a reason to worry last night, but I think in the long run, he'll be okay. Um, the one area I do worry about is does this game have lasting effect on Sam? You know, obviously ESPN caught him on the microphone saying he was seeing ghosts. And, you know, for those of you who are maybe not familiar with football vernacular, that's a common saying in football when, uh, you're, you, you feel the pass rush coming, and it's not really coming. This is something Rex Ryan always wanted to do uh, when he played the Patriots b- back in the day. Ironically enough, he used to always say he wanted Brady to feel like there was pressure, even if there wasn't pressure. So you do that by blitzing early, and then the guy might get happy feet. And Darnold clearly looked so 
out of whack early on last night. His feet looked awful. He was throwing off of his back foot. He was, you know, lo- just lofting the ball, trying to avoid sacks. So now does that get in his head? Uh, you know, this is where Adam Gase has to earn his money. I know most of you are not happy with Adam Gase this morning. Um, it, it's it's tough uh, to, to say any positives about Adam Gase right now. He, he's gotten off to a rough start. But here, we, here he goes. He's got to help Darnold through this, get him right, make sure this does not stick in Darnold's head. Um, the only other area, too, that where – you, you might raise your eyebrows with Sam Darnold is this was kind of his reputation coming out of USC was he turned the ball over a lot. Didn't know he's nowhere to go with the ball. We haven't seen that a ton, to be honest with you. He had 15 interceptions as a rookie, but I didn't think any of those interceptions last year were really as bad as, as these ones, uh, you know, maybe a couple, but the, these ones last night were just, it, he just looked like he had no idea where he was throwing the ball. These weren't, bad just these were weren't just bad throws or bad decisions they were both which are the worst kind of interceptions going i think the only positive is that the patriots didn't get a pick six you know they almost recovered that fumble uh and returned it for a touchdown but he was ruled down so you know i just think uh you have to be patient with sam darnold now the bigger concern to me watching the jets is and it's week after week after week is the offensive line uh this, this offensive line looks terrible they use the third configuration of the year last night, they moved Chuma Adoga to left tackle, Brandon Shell to right tackle. This they, nothing worked. I mean, th- these guys had no idea where these blitzes were coming from with the Patriots, and now the Patriots are are very good at this. So it, it was it was just you know terrible for the offensive line, and, and they've got to get this fixed. It's on Adam Gase to get this fixed. Uh, you know, I I think for Jets fans, the most depressing part of this has to be the gap has never felt wider between them and the Patriots. It Rex kind of closed it in 2010 and it's gotten wider and wider since then. And this is, this isn't a rivalry anymore. This is just, you know, you're praying you don't get embarrassed. And last night the Jets got embarrassed. All right. That's enough from me. Now we're going to bring in longtime New York post sports writer, Mark Canizero, who covered the Jets for a very, very long time. Unfortunately for him, he's seen a lot of bad football through the years and he got one. He got one last night to see, can uh, I guess just just starting off, what what the hell happened last night? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it, you know the Jets came out unprepared, Brian. It, it, it looked at from the moment uh, the game started. Uh, it's funny I covered the Giants game on uh, Sunday, and they came out in a similar unprepared fashion, but they righted themselves uh, after a short period of time in the first half. The Jets never did uh, on Monday night. And that was pretty alarming. Uh, I, I was surprised to see Sam Darnold play the way he did, um, but he didn't have a lot of help, obviously, as we as we know. Um, the offensive line is a, is a mess, and I, I'm, I'm you know I'm sure we'll be addressing this a lot during the during these podcasts during the season. But I think the Jets thought they had that offensive line fixed, and and it wasn't. It's not even close to fixed. I, I mean, you could mesh in the backups and the starters, and it doesn't matter. They all look the same. Uh, Ryan Khalil came out of retirement. That's, you know, the play center for them. Looks like he's still retired a lot of times. Um, you know, it just, you know, Bill Parcells is the great former Jets coach, Giants coach, Patriots coach. I always said, and I, I always remember one of his, his most famous quotes was once you think about retire, once a player starts thinking about retiring, he's already retired. And I'm not trying to take a bad shot at Khalil, but let's be honest, the performance has been pretty bad as has, you know, he was supposed to be the glue in that line. And uh, he's been one of the problems, one of the culprits. 
Yeah, it has not been a glorious return for Ryan Khalil. Um, before before you came on, we were, I was saying, you know, I think Donald's going to be fine in the long run. You know, you saw the best of him last week against the Cowboys, the worst of him this week against the Patriots. But I do worry about any long-term effects that this a game like this could have. I, this has to mess with his psyche a little bit. Uh, do, do you share those concerns? Do you think – this could have any effect on him long-term, uh, a game like this? I actually think, to be honest with you, Brian, it would make, I'd be more concerned short-term than long-term. I agree with what your first statement. Uh, I, I think that, you know his makeup is pretty even keel. Uh, I mean, he was clearly rattled last night. Uh, you know, you can tell when he, was, when he was speaking to us after the game, he wasn't himself. He, he was just – he was a little shorter. Uh, uh I don't think that this was gonna is gonna is gonna be a long term issue. Maybe maybe every time he sees a Patriots uniform, he'll, he'll yeah. <laughs> continue to see ghosts. Uh, right. But uh, I think in general, he's a pretty even keeled kid who I think will put this behind him. Uh, but you know, he's going up against the Jacksonville defense that's pretty good next week on Sunday, and uh, which we'll see. Uh, that to me will be the big the better telltale sign is is what the short term effect will have on him because. I think what messed with Sam's mind yesterday was, and he, and he addressed it a little bit, uh, was was the clarity that he had in the Dallas game in terms of what he saw on the field. Uh, I know he discussed yeah. this during the week, that first pass play in the Dallas game that he, I think, was an 18 or so yarder to Demarius Thomas. That to him was like a like a like a click that's you know in, in his head said that you know this is going to be a good game. Uh, and last night, oddly enough, you know, he threw a decent enough pass to Thomas early in the game that Thomas dropped. Uh, but Sam admitted that he just didn't see the field the same way last night. And that had a lot to do with the Patriots defense, which is a lot better than Dallas's defense and a lot more complicated and a more, much more of a blitzing outfit. But mm-hmm. um, I would worry a little bit more about him being a little skittish about what he's seeing in Jacksonville next week uh, just because his confidence was shaken uh, last night more so than I'd be worried down the line that this is going to have a bad effect on him. Yeah, I think it's a good point that Jacksonville now is a very interesting game for them to see if they can get this fixed. And I think not only is it a big game for the quarterback, it's a big game for the coach. You know, at one in five, it's been a weird season so far to judge Adam Gase with with the Sam Darnold getting mono and he's playing Luke Falk at quarterback. And they have played some very good football teams to start the season. And now the schedule softens up a little bit. The Jaguars are no pushovers, but they're not quite the Patriots uh, or some of the other teams that the Jets have seen early on. What's your assessment of Gase right now? I I mean, I'm having a tough time judging the job he's doing overall. Last night I thought it was terrible. I thought his team wasn't prepared. I didn't think he had any answers for what the Patriots were doing. What have you thought of Gay so far? Well, it's been unfair up to last night to to really yeah. judge Adam because of the fact that he's been he's been playing with you know a half a deck so to speak. But um, I will say I will agree with you on this. Last night was his worst coaching job uh, since he got here, and and it was eye opening. And yes, it was the Patriots, and yes, the Patriots are superior, but. The one thing that bothered me about Gase last night is I saw no evidence to the naked eye. And listen, we're not we're not coaches, we're not experts. I saw no evidence whatsoever to the naked eye that he made any adjustments, uh, whether it was in game at halftime. And ironically, yeah. uh, the guy he was coaching against is the best, maybe the greatest of all time to do so on the fly, and that's Bill Belichick. 
Bill Belichick, of course, didn't need to make any adjustments last night because everything he, everything he mapped out during the week worked perfectly. Uh, but I think from here on, we you know we start to judge Gase uh, with a, with a much more fair um, you know grading scale because you know he's got Darnold back and hopefully Sam stays you know stays healthy. He does have C.J. Mosley back. That was kind of what I wrote you know for the for the post you know, leading into the game and, and last night was, you know, the Jets finally had, uh, you know, at, as close to a full complement of players as they've had all year. Uh, and so I think, you know, that that raised some anticipation to this game to how they would perform against the Patriots, who toyed with them three weeks ago, obviously, with, with Luke Falk at quarterback. But frankly, they looked worse last night than they did in New England. There was more yeah. urgency and more execution on defense. I mean, offensively, I would say it was pretty equal in terms of the the ineptitude. But you mentioned the schedule. Listen, after the Jaguars, you get the Jets have the Dolphins, who aren't any good at all. They're trying to lose games. Uh, the Giants, who are having similar issues to the Jets, uh, and they have no idea where they're going. Redskins are no good. Raiders are mediocre. Bengals are awful, like the Dolphins, maybe trying to lose games. Then the Dolphins again. They don't really have a tough game to the Ravens in De- in December, uh, and then they have the, you know the the Steelers and the Bills. So these are a lot of very winnable games, and a lot a lot of games where the the playing field will be more level for Gase, Brian. Right. Um, yep. And you know, as long as you know the Jets have got you know C.J. Mosley back, who obviously isn't still quite right with the groin injury, but he is back. Uh, Hernan will be back eventually, perhaps this week. Uh, the tight end with with his with his hamstring injury and the jets are getting healthier right now. And, and, and having their full team back, this is when we judge Adam Gase. Uh, I think yeah. this Sunday will be a very, very good, you know, judging ground for Adam Gase, how this team responds to what happened. Uh, obviously, I mean, any player in that locker room knows that, you know, he was not properly prepared for this game. Uh, Cause yeah, you know, we saw the way they came out and, and were unable to recover. So, um, this is on everybody, but this is also a very, very good measuring stick, I think, for Gase uh, Sunday in Jacksonville. But from here on in, with these teams that are very beatable, or at least you know teams the Jets should be able to compete against, this is now when we really start judging Gase. Yeah, yeah, I think he's got he's got to solve this offensive line issue. You know, they're not getting new players, so they've got to figure it out. Him and Frank Pollock, the offensive line coach, have to address. It's like it's been the same thing a lot of these weeks where they're just not seeing things. They're just not sliding the protection the right way. Uh, it's just, it's been terrible. Um, you know, so I, and I agree with you with the schedule coming up. It's funny though. I think if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, if you're a Washington Redskins fan, you're looking at the schedule and go, well, we might beat the Jets. <laughs> so yeah, they, I think they're chops. saying the same thing in those towns right now. Uh, no one question. last you're question for you, Mark, and then we'll let you go. Uh, you know, clearly this team is not making the playoffs. They're one in five. Uh, any thought of playoffs are, are out the window at this point. What do they need to salvage here uh, over the rest of this season? What can they do to make this a successful season over the last 10 games? Well, if you're putting numbers on it, Brian, I mean, they, they can't go and finish four and 12 again or something like that. I mean, that's, that's really you know, after you brought Le'Veon Bell in in the offseason and you supposedly revamped the offensive line, you spent all that money on C.J. Mosley, uh, who looked so good in week one, and I, you wonder if you ever, we were ever going to see that kind of production again after what we watched last night. Uh, but we have to realize the Patriots are so far and away better than everybody else. You hope that they kind of level themselves out a little bit and, you know, win 
you know, win six or seven games this year before it's over. And that's a success. If they go and win four games, three games, uh, you know, this is, this is damning. Uh, it's damning to, you know, to Adam Gase. Um, you know, I mean, we, you know, we all, we're all killing Todd Bowles for the last couple of years, for the lack of improvement, you know, they, you know, the Jets came in and spent a lot of money, uh, you know, for Gase. And these are players he signed off on to bring in. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're just putting numbers on it, you know, I would think anything, anything worse than six and 10 is an abject failure. And, and, uh, you know, frankly, seven and nine should be in the equation for the Jets if they're really going to show any kind of, you know, promise for the future. And obviously, if you're looking at individual players, you look to Sam to rebound from this and become the franchise quarterback they think he is. Uh, because it, it certainly looked that way a week ago against Dallas. I mean, man, he looked yep. good. He looked like a guy who just elevates everybody around him. And frankly, last night, he dragged everybody around him down. Uh, you know, not without help, of course, but uh, it was the opposite of the Dallas game. And uh, so, yeah, I think if we're just putting numbers on it, you know, and, you know, it's always hard to do that. But, you know, if they finish anything worse than 6-10, and 10, I, I think this is a horrible, horrible failure this year. Uh, particularly when you look at the schedule they have, they have to play in these, these final games. All right, Mark. Well, thanks for joining the debut episode here of Gangs All Here. We'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. You can follow Mark on Twitter, at Mark Canizero. That's Mark, M-A-R-K, Canizero, C-A-N-N-I-Z-Z-A-R-O. And uh, I'll be seeing you soon out at Florham Park, I'm sure, Mark. Sounds good. Good talking to you, Brian. And on the Gangs All Here podcast, we have a really special guest for the first one. We, we wanted to have the best guest possible. And, and who better than Broadway Joe Namath, the greatest Jet of all time. And we're privileged to have Joe joining us. Joe, I, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Brian Costello here in New York, uh, really happy to talk to you. I wish we had a better game to talk about than the one, than one we saw last night. Um, you know, I guess first off, what 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 are your overall thoughts on on what you saw last night from the Jets in that thirty three nothing destruction by the Patriots? Brian, uh, you know what, buddy? You'd like most of our fans. Uh, I'm still trying to recover. I was so disappointed <laughs> and uh, let down, uh, just as the rest of the folks, and uh, I, I imagine our team too uh, were highly disappointed in our, and they they should be. Uh, we did a good job against the Cowboys. We got a taste of a victory. And then last night, uh, uh, what could go wrong went wrong. And, uh, you know, we did play against uh, possibly the best team in the league, but somebody that had a heck of a team last night, definitely, and the Patriots both offensively and defensively. So, uh, uh the thing is, we can't overlook the kind of uh, self-destruction we caused, uh, the way we played. Uh, we got to talk about that. And uh, uh, you could ask me, uh, you want to start on the offense or the defense? Yeah. Or the, you know, well, it, well, it was frustrating. And I, uh, talking with a, a friend uh, this morning, uh, he couldn't last for the entire game, but by God, I needed to. I, I, you know, I needed to stick it out and watch every last minute of it, and uh, I did, even though it was uh, really bad. Well, let's let's start on the offensive side, Joe, and with Sam Darnold. You know, four interceptions, eighty-six yards. It, it was the worst game we've seen him play in the two years he's been here. Um, 
I remember in the summer you were at training camp and you said, you know, you like Sam a lot, but Sam can't do this alone. He's going to need some help. And this offensive line is struggling. Uh, you know, he was, he said he was seeing ghosts <laughs> last night on the broadcast. Uh, does this shake your confidence at all in Sam? How, how do you kind of view this kind of game for a quarterback? I think uh, it shakes every fan's confidence uh, in seeing a team perform that way, a team that we care about and, uh, we, we want to see it improving. We got to remember one thing, uh, uh, a, a, a very important point. We saw the defending champion last night, the New England Patriots, and probably uh, we one of the top teams in the league, going against the rebuilding team. The Jets, you got to figure, we're rebuilding somehow. This, this, this doesn't happen overnight. A second-year quarterback, uh, you know, he, he's learning, man. You, you don't expect a second-year quarterback to be as good as he's going to be in his third year, fourth year, uh, fifth year. Uh, we know we need pieces. We know uh, there are people performing out there that won't be there next year. These are tough things to talk about, but the fact of the matter is uh, that old saying, uh, that one-eyed monster, uh, the camera, doesn't tell any lies. The players in the locker room, Brian, uh, it's so hard not to point fingers at one another or not to, uh, uh, well, you mentioned the word ghost that Sam yeah. may have used or did use. I heard about that yeah. this morning. Uh, I, I have, uh, grown to believe in watching Sam here in the interviews for the past year and, and this short change. Uh, Sam's trying so hard to do things uh, the way he's asked to do them, that he's even taken on uh, terminology, you know, that the team uses. In some of his yeah. interviews, uh, I, I hear uh, the, the words coming out of Sam that uh, his quarterback coach, uh, his offensive coaches or whatever use, and uh, that word ghost, uh, uh, I, I'm thinking, I, I'm wondering, uh, yeah, did somebody yell at Sam? Did he overhear somebody say, well, damn, he's seeing ghosts. Because right. there were times that he was backing off and throwing the ball when there wasn't anybody right in his face. Yeah. And as a former quarterback, uh, you got to catch that. I mean, you got to learn that. It, it, it's sometimes natural. I mean, uncontrollable to flinch your eyes close when somebody swings at your head or gets in front of your face but his footwork was uh, at its worst that i have seen it uh in the two years that we've uh, not two years complete in the year and change uh throwing the ball throwing it up like for grabs damn near and uh, uh that that's high school uh you you, you yeah, I don't think you can get away with that even in college or, you know, high school. <laughs> so uh, he might have been seeing ghosts, and I think uh, he might have been uh, repeating what someone told him, whether it be another player on the team or a coach on the team. Damn, boy, you're seeing ghosts. You know, plant those feet and right. throw. And, uh, you know, I just think that uh, he's a young player at this time, and he's going to get more mature and better and smarter and had an awful night last night. Yeah, yeah, no, I, the, the footwork thing really stood out to me. I, I, have, I haven't seen him throwing off his back foot like that, uh, that way as much as he was. It was just, he, he was just so rattled uh, early on from, from those Patriots blitzes. 
I hate to bring this up, Joe, but you know, you, you threw four interceptions in a couple of games in your career or, or, you know, how do you, how do you bounce back from that as a quarterback? How do you kind of deal with that when you have another game, you know, five days away? Hey, I threw six and one half. Uh, you know what? It was a different game yesteryear. We were going downtown a whole lot of the time. Right, we didn't have right. these little short passes on their hands. Ball weren't coming out fast. We played a game against the Houston Oilers, and we're beating them pretty good. Uh, we're ahead at halftime coming off the field, and uh, John Free asked me, Joe, the television crew, they want to interview you. I said, oh, no, 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 this is just halftime. Yeah, they wanted to know how we were picking them apart because we were beating them come out the second half, end up throwing six interceptions. The last couple were desperation kind of things. And we end up tying the game 28-28. Yeah, I know about throwing the ball. I know about making mistakes. And it's something you have to recognize and be honest with yourself, man. When you make a mistake, you got to own up to it and correct it. Try to. I was amazed, Brian, to see the rushers from New England coming clean. Yeah clean and the Jets receivers didn't have a hot read. You know, I mean, if a guy's not being picked up, you are supposed to have a hot read. Either the receiver's reading, one of the receivers are reading the blitz. If if you're not accounting for that blitzer, then one of your receivers need to have a hot read. Now, there wasn't any hot reads by a receiver last night, so that means somebody up front was missing the assignment. Or I saw during the game where Sam had a conference on the sideline and maybe Sam needs to identify where these linebackers are for the offensive linemen and he misinformed them. But when you got guys running clean, uh, hey, uh, you're beating yourself. Somebody's not coming through because I promise you the the coaches are showing these guys what's happening, and it's up to the players on the field to execute. And it's not easy. I mean, of course, obviously it's not easier. Everybody would do it. But that damn New England bunch is very good, and uh, our team's not. We're kind of rebuilding. Yep. Uh, well well said. I mean, they're clearly in different classes right now. That's for sure. Um on a, on a different note, Joe, the NFL Network, uh, just they're, they're celebrating the 100th season of the NFL, and they did a countdown of the NFL's greatest characters, and you ended up being number one on that list. I was just wondering what, what your reaction was to being named the greatest character in the history of the NFL. Well, I was surprised, of course, uh, and I say of course because my mind started jumping to some characters. I never thought of myself as a character, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I tried to live and behave uh, with righteous uh, respect and, and good feelings, but I needed to be myself. And being a Gemini, I had a couple of sides of myself. And uh, uh, I, I liked uh, saying what I wanted to say or needed to say, and uh, that was cool. I, I did see, uh, I did an interview with... Uh, ESPN, and I did see Alec Baldwin, Petty, I, I, Kareem uh, talking about me, and I, I, I stopped watching. I even, you know, not reading about myself has saved me uh, from going nuts, and sometimes uh, I'm a little embarrassed to watch. And so, uh, 
I haven't watched that thing yet. I I, I tried watching it uh, and saw last night. I was before the game. I had taped it because my daughter Jessica told me to tape this. We got to watch this together, and we still haven't watched it together. But I saw a couple of guys uh, last night that were uh, on and. Uh, that behavior was uh, the kind that, uh, gosh, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just happy to be recognized. But I tell you, Brian, I, I did say this before uh, about being on that list. And, and uh, ultimately, uh, uh, I'm grateful that the fans and the people feel that way. If, if we don't win the Super Bowl, if we don't win a championship, if we didn't uh, – uh, work as hard as uh, we did, and I say myself and the rest of the guys, you know, it's a team effort. Then uh, Joe wouldn't be talking with you today. So I, I'm just, honest to God, humbly grateful for this kind of uh, recognition. And But uh, I, I, I kind of know that it's not all about Joe. Yeah, well, well deserved, well deserved honor. They couldn't have chosen anyone better to be to represent the NFL uh, with this hundredth season. Uh, before I let you go, Joe, I want just want to talk about your book. For those of you who don't know, Joe has a great book out there, All the Way: My Life in Four Quarters. If you're a Jets fan, or if you have a Jets fan in your life, you're you're looking for a Christmas present. It would make a great one. Joe watches Super Bowl three and kind of takes you through his memories of that game and different parts of his life. Uh, it's divided into four quarters, his life in four quarters. It, it's really fascinating. I'm just curious, Joe, you know, what was the, your favorite part of, of writing this book? Oh, almost, it almost drove me nuts. It was tedious. It was <laughs> tough. Uh, it took a good while. It, it's a good thing. And again, uh, uh, I had some help there with, with my family, Jessica, especially with a couple of fellas that helped me work on it. Uh, you know what? Brian, I promise you, I think the audio version uh, is 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 something to to go to to listen to. The the publisher called me about the audio version and asked if uh, uh, it would be all right to do the audio version. And I said, Yeah, if I can do it, I want to do it. Let me wow, do it. A, wow. You know, because I tell you what, I bring up a guy we know, Yogi Berra, right? Yep. We can read what Yogi has to say, and it's interesting, it's good, it's terrific. But, buddy, when you're standing there, when you're listening to what Yogi has to say, man, it is full of life, you know? It's the way he does it. In this book, when I did the audio version, uh, I mean, it, it was reliving it. It was reliving it, and uh, uh, in our mind's eye, uh, when we read a book, uh, we can visualize things. That Hearing it. Uh, from the author, from the person that lived it, I, I think is a fun way to go too. So uh, I, I think the audio version would be a lot of fun for people. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even realize that. So go out and on Amazon, order the audio version or audio or the hardcover. Yeah. I, I always thought, Joe, you have such a distinctive voice. The blend of Beaver Falls and Tuscaloosa and New York in your voice. I, I'd love to hear. I, I think your voice should be on GPSs, you know, in their cars now when it says turn right. I want to hear it from Joe Namath. I, I think I think that's a future business endeavor for you, Joe. But uh, that's for another day. But th this book is great all the way. My life in four quarters. Go out and get the auto version, the hardcover version. Uh, you, you, if you like, I said before, if you have a Jets fan, get this for them for Christmas. Perfect gift, Joe. I can't thank you enough for doing this. It really means a lot to me that you came on our first episode. Uh, no one better than you to hear from about the Jets. So really, thank you so much uh, and hope to see you soon.
Well, thanks for letting me get on and communicate with our fans out there and let them know we're all in this together, man. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try and get it right, and I hope I see you in a few weeks or whenever, man. Take care, Brian. Thanks, Joe. And that's a wrap for the first episode of Gangs All Here, our New York Jets football podcast with the New York Post. We'll be bringing you new episodes every Monday and Thursday throughout the rest of the Jets season. Make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more Jets news by signing up for our daily New York Post sports newsletter and by visiting nypost.com. We'll be back on Thursday with the latest from the Jets as we preview their matchup in Jacksonville this week against the Jaguars. We'll see you then.